Hey everybody and welcome back to Black Entourage Podcast. My name is Amir and today we are joined by Kay Muhammad, Sean Forbes, and yeah. Jamal. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. If this is your first time, please make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And if you are a returning viewer, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate you. Um, today we're going to go over first new music. Um, I do believe that there was a soundtrack that came out, Judas, uh, what's the movie, Judas and the Messiah? Judas or... and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm supposed to be watching that tonight, but I did hear a couple tracks off of the soundtrack. Um, who wants to speak about the music that came out first? Um, I have notes, so I'll go first. Cool. Here's, here's my notes on my little post-it. But <laughs> uh, so, being a soundtrack, I was very concerned going into it. Although I know I had a great leadership putting it together, uh, just soundtracks in general, after a certain amount, the value kind of goes down. Uh, so like we had her at number two, Nas was number three, Black Thought Song was four, and Nas, uh, Jay-Z and Nip was number four. When I saw that in a row, I was like, this rest of this album about to be trash. <laughs> because they put all the big shit in the front, and then let like everyone else like fall into play. However, I was shocked by the rest of the album. The rest of the album was just as good as the beginning. Uh, even from a lot of artists that like I heard of but never really put a lot of like listening time into, like G Herbo. I'm not a fan of G Herbo. I never really listened to his music, but the two songs he had on there was really good. So I was like, oh, I'll... G Herbo can rap when he's ready. Facts. So I, I, that op- that opened up some ears for like I was like all right I'll listen to some G Herbo now. There was like uh, who the fuck is White Dave? First off, anyone know like who White Dave is? No, no, this is my first time. Yeah, so I was like I've been listening. But, I, I but, got... but to be honest, putting a guy named White Dave. Yes. On the, on the, <laughs> on soundtrack for Black. About... Yeah, risky yeah, move, black. but it's smart. It makes you like. Look him up, right? Because so for instance, the first time he said the N-word. Yes, I was like, oh, he's not white. I was like, he's not white. <laughs> and I immediately looked him up, and I was like, oh, okay. Yup. I was like, well, he can't be white saying that. No way, no way. But the rest of the album was like really, really good. I uh, know Jamal's not going to like this. Dom Kennedy killed his track that he was on. Every- oh. <laughs> he he, oh. he killed that shit, man. Don't. Like, he doesn't hit it all the time, but when he hits it, that nigga goes. And he doesn't go. He just rides the beat. That's his style. He fucking goes. you do in rap? If you can't do that. Yeah, that's the swag. That's the the swag part of the bars that people don't understand. Here we go. Bars and swag. He just is. Here we go. Putting the swag on the bars, brother. Yeah, but, and then, uh. The return of ASAP or Rich Nigga Problems. I was uh, good to hear. Hear ASAP return after a long hiatus from uh, music, dealing with fashion and all that. Yeah. Um, But I guess the star of the album was obviously the Nipsey Hustle and Jay-Z track, right? Straight, fire, recipe, nip, gone way too soon. Just imagine the rest of the shit he would have put on this album if he was around. Uh, Great verse from Nip. Jay-Z is the greatest rapper of all time. I think he keeps solidifying that every time he puts a new verse out. Uh, <laughs> Javon's shaking his head already. But what can you say about every time he spits, it's like, God damn it, he's just setting the bar even higher. And there's really nothing you can really, like, 
Black Thought's song was really good. Nas' song was really good. Like, but that fourth song, that fifth song with Jay-Z and Nip just kind of just took it to the next level over the top for me. Um, that line where he was talking about losing all the respect for the Capitol and uh, you got you let the those crackers storm the Capitol, put your feet on your desk. I lost all my little respect. <laughs> I mean, wholesome, man. I got nothing negative to say. This album soundtrack is really good. Uh, it's actually going to be the second official soundtrack that I'm going to keep in its entirety uh, inside of my playlist. The second was uh, the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack when that movie came out because that soundtrack was really good as well. Dang, that Creed soundtrack is fire too. I never listened to that Creed. Uh, that's the, the, fi- the, the fighting yeah, movie. Right? Yeah, it, never... it, it puts that, um, that shit in me, boy. I gotta got check it out. But yes, soundtracks yeah. are typically really... For me, hard to kind of go back to because it's like it's based around the movie or whatever. But this kind of super exceeds that. I didn't get a chance to watch the movie, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm sure it kind of sets the stage and the themes uh, for the actual movie. But great album in general. What you guys think about it? Yeah, I mean, I agree. It was generally pretty solid. Um, I like the renewed um, commitment to making soundtracks an event, right? Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. I remember, you know, Kendrick Lamar did the Black Panther soundtrack, yeah. and um, you mentioned Into the Sp- Spider-Verse, Into yeah. the Universe. Uh, yeah. Spider-Verse. <laughs> um, the NWA and, movie? What was, what was NWA, yep. Com- Compton. Compton. Um, That's what I'm Yeah, is, you know, in the last five years or whatnot, artists are saying, yeah, I want to put my stamp on um, on a good on a good soundtrack. Yeah. So, yeah, I, drew, I generally agree that the, the album was good. Um, standouts to me, I like the Nipsey and the Jay-Z joint. Um I actually I like the White Dave joint. I actually yep. I like the Dom Kennedy joint. I, I like the Sir joint. Yep. I don't like Hip Boy rapping. Um, and so what? he had a, he had Some, track somebody somebody on this podcast was like Hip Boy killed it. I can't remember Adam, who. It wasn't me. It had to be Adam. It's either Adam or you. It was probably with me. It was probably with <laughs> me. <laughs> but I heard him rapping. I mean, I heard this song. I didn't really like it. Um, it wasn't bad, was, but it wasn't know? bad. But yeah. it wasn't no, great. no. You like, know what? It's when he changes the beat. It is when it got bad. Yeah. Like what? Because he he has a he has a beat switch, and the first part of the beat he was killing it. It was like yeah. all right, this is decent. And then he switched the beat, and it kind of whatever else I was doing, I pay, I focused more on what I was doing than his verse. That's why I was like, oh, this this is bad. You know what it is? It's that, but. Somebody could be saying the exact same stuff he said, and it might be, it might come off better. I think, you know, some people just have to have that, you know, delivery. And if you yeah. don't have that delivery, you can say whatever. It's just, it just doesn't have that same hunt. So, um, but, you know, aside from Hit Boy, uh, I like, I like a lot of the record, a lot of the records, even like the, the drill records and the, you know, the trap records like Push Ice, Push Ice, D, G Herbo, 
this new kid um, from Jacksonville. What was what was his name? Uh, Nardo Wick. I declare war. Yeah, that song was um, hard. My my knock was uh, that contagious song. How did us look up to give him the right uh, respect with Safe and Kiana Letty? That song was mm-hmm. knocking for me. That was track number what's that? Nineteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's I liked it. I liked it. And just to go back to the Jay Z and the Nipsey song, like the the thing that makes Jay Z great among you know many other things is his ability to keep his flow relevant. Nowhere in that song did you think that he'd been in the game for twenty five plus years, right? You cannot tell. Like this guy will not. I mean, he's a legacy act, technically. Yeah. But he doesn't sound like a t- legacy act. He's he's changing the game crazy. So, like, you heard... So, I, I, I listened to that song, and I listened to the bonus track um, with Rakim. Mm-hmm. And Rakim, he's the god MC, etc., etc. My name was going to be Rakim um, if it wasn't... This Watch him out. Watch him out. That's, that's, this is a fact. The late statement. Watch him out. That sounds like a blood is coming. Remember you talking about that, I'm saying. Right, my mom. I'm you're right. Name. You're right. You're right. But Watch you can it. tell. <laughs> you can tell Rakim is a legacy act, right? You can tell he has, you know, certain cadences and flows yeah. that were from you know another era, right? With Jay Z, he, he's just great. He's just great. So, Timeless. Yeah. I, overall, I like the I, I like the soundtrack. I'm gonna keep going. Mine's real quick. I didn't really finish it. From what I heard, I heard the first four. Of course, starting anything off with her is gonna it's it's gonna be a great start. Um, the Hit Boy song, I don't think it was that bad until the until the beat change hit, and then it was like, all right, there's enough of that. Um, <laughs> it's on the nip and hold hold uh, track. You would hope that they could find like a better nip verse. Not saying there was nothing wrong with it. It was a strong verse, but like to pair it with that whole verse, and he and Hope has been doing this like ever, I don't know ever since four four four. I think people he's been hearing people say that shit was weak or or shit didn't sound good because he's been spazzing like that. Uh, me what comes to mind That's is good. that Meek song, um, with him Rick Ross and me. Oh, uh, uh, the what sleep beat right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's deep? Yeah, and um, and there's something else. There's another song they just completely killed. Um, so this wasn't a surprise. Uh, I put it in the group chat yesterday to start off to start off a bar about Scorpion bricks before. Oh, <laughs> brief double disc. Little double disc. Like, <laughs> that, that shit is out of this world. Like from from hook. That, that's the hook that got me. First, first bar. Bar. <laughs> Scorpion bricks. Scorpion bricks. Way before Aubrey's double disc. Forty on my lap. Yeah. Clap sound like forty, 40 on the, the filter bass. That's what gets me too, because you know forties like you know yeah. the the underwater sound. Filter yeah. bass and coke like a Michelin star shot. Just like yeah. Jeez, fire! Like wow! Like come on. Oh my wow! So somehow, I, he, somehow he he's able to just stay relevant. I don't know what it is. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just stays. He, it's like he just knows when to come out. He doesn't overstay his presence. And then he dips. See you guys in two years, whenever I got something else to say. It's like he's not coming out. I mean, he's running million dollar businesses now. He's not 100% concerned about the rap game. Yeah, he likes to stare it here or there. Like, he's not the one, like, in the limelight anymore. He doesn't care for that shit. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see what, when he comes out again, when he chooses to pop out. Oh, yeah, he, he, he came out. I forgot you liked that album. His last album he was on was that, uh, Electronica. Amazing. And, and he fucking slaughtered the Electronica. Uh, <laughs> it was an amazing, it was an amazing <laughs> album. Oh, shit. That was, so, uh, Jay Z album. I was actually have a question for you, Jamal. As a as a Nas fan, what do you think about his song? I loved it. I mean, anytime I can hear Nas talking about uh, any kind of Durango, what do you say? Um, I forgot what he said on the on the bar, but he, anytime I can hear him talk about just some black. Uh, black anything, black excellence, black money, black car, black <laughs> black suits. I'm there for it. Um, of course, he's a legacy act too. But it 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 to have him and whole be the one and two kind of legends that can just pop out and just stay relevant. It kind of that whole that's what makes their beef so so legendary from back in the day because these guys are still here yeah no, <laughs> one of them didn't get worse what both of them kept getting better so, so. yeah <laughs> so it keeps it fresh and i actually like the beat so the beat reminds me of um the spicy beat oh yeah and yeah that's my favorite song business. yeah and i don't know it seems like him and hit boy got something something yeah. good got some good yeah does it not does he have an album in the works that's supposed to be like different from what was his last album was that the one with yay no the one remember he did the lost tapes one yeah i think the next thing would be lost tapes again the lost tapes two mm. maybe hold on isn't it did he already no is it didn't he recently drop lost tapes two yeah, he, well, Lost Tapes 2 Part 1. That was Part 1 of Lost Tapes 2. I think Part 2 will just be Features. Him and Features, so. So we'll see. But that guy, that guy's just uh, found his kind of um, second business kind of acumen, too. Like, with the um, being early to, to invest in things that we use today is like door uh what's the doorbell thing ring door dash cam yeah ring 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 yeah, yeah. ring ring and, and uh lift he ground floor invested in both of those things and a couple of other things in his portfolio Listen, if you so. do things right rap isn't the the end all to your career if you do things right in the industry that's just a liftoff spot to to everything else that's where yeah, you can you can kind of sure. use your momentum and your 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 following to kind of get shit done. I mean, I yeah. guess that kind of segues into uh, Dave Chappelle getting like his show back from Comedy Central. 
we he had the power in his fans and he went right to them like yo don't stream my shit i'm not getting a penny off of that and it wasn't even a full year later comedy central pays him the money he's been due he gets his show rights back and now he's streaming again so yeah yeah i mean it just it, it's it's good to see that Nas, Jay-Z, and the older legacy acts are kind of showing the way, like, yo, just don't stick to one thing. There's more to do. I guess you could throw Rick Ross in there, too, because he's doing way more than just music, yo, the, the bigger acts, and kind of yeah, showing, like, it's yeah. Of Puff, oh, gosh, I can't believe I forget. Yeah, like, the, there's, like, music, the, music to them eventually becomes their hobby again. Yeah, it's a right? hobby. That's it's prob- not... That's probably why you hear... Hope getting better and Nas sounding younger and being able to work because the, the music isn't the thing feeding them anymore. That's just just right. fun to them. It's like all right, I, let me get a quick sixteen off. Let me I like that beat, Future. I like that beat, Hit Boy. Let me come in that studio real quick. Send that beat over. And let me drop a sixteen and send it back. Like you said, it's a hobby now, and that's where you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket. You you, you get better with time you're not stressed over that 50, shit 50 cent explains that thought process perfectly inside of his book that i'm reading right now which um, book is that the book is called hustle harder hustle smarter um and i'm into audiobooks because i feel like i can get more done if i'm retaining the information through my ears or receiving the information or whatever but he makes a very good example about how he was 50 cent the rapper and then morphed into 50 cent the businessman Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I'm really in gaining a whole new respect for this guy. He even told he even told Puffy's story, and I forgot how much shit Puffy went through throughout his whole entire entrepreneurship. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's about perseverance. And a lot of these guys, they have perseverance and they have the ability to adapt. And I'm I'm pretty sure it's based upon their upbringing or whatever they went through. Um, life it conditioned them to be able to handle certain things, but. You know, I, I, I respect all them guys. They did a very good job, and it's something that should be admired and um, replicated for sure. No matter if it's rapping or not, like, you should be able to turn whatever it is into a empire. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. Well, uh, I'm kind of going to put Khalifa on the spot here because you're the only one who was able to watch the movie over the weekend. What is your two-minute yeah. review for Judas and the Black Messiah? <laughs> the, the reason why I'm smiling is because the last two minutes of the conversation was about the pursuits of, you know, some of these rappers, these men, um, and, you know, their business acumen and ability to accumulate wealth. Um, that actually stands in stark contrast to um, the Black Panther Party, which is what, you know, the Judas and the Black Messiah is about. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panthers are were more so about um, creating an atmosphere where, you know, everyone has um, opportunity to receive the basic needs um, to live, you know, a healthy life. Um, and a lot of you know what they were thinking about was creating uh an idea or a platform or a set of principles that goes directly against capitalism go directly against white supremacy 
goes directly against police brutality, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's kind of funny to kind of, on one hand, praise uh, some of these, you know, rappers, these artists who, 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 who makes art, make art, and but also uh, are very much capitalist in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny to have them packaged in the soundtrack, right? Um, talking about the Black Panther Party. And so that's just an interesting point I wanted to raise. But, you know, the movie itself was pretty good. It was about uh, essentially how William O'Neill, which was, was an FBI informant, um, he basically infiltrated the Black Panther Party and um, created an atmosphere where, you know, the FBI essentially assassinated one of the leading chairmen of uh, the party in Chicago, um, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was a young, imagine, imagine um, Tupac, but uh, way more politically charged and had way more charisma and was able to bring disparate groups. So Latin gangs, black gangs, um, other you know communities together to create uh, essentially a rainbow coalition um, to go directly against the power establishment um, and you know the movie just chronicles uh, part of his life as he um, sought to bring together different people to kind of take down the establishment but also saw how uh, William O'Neill played by Lakeith Stanfield um, infiltrated the Black Panther Party and was kind of caught in between two worlds where um, he uh, really um, had grown close to the community, the Black Panther community, but he also was about that dollar, right? And was about saving himself and not getting prison time um, and, you know, follow the deeds of the FBI, which ultimately led to Fred Hampton's demise. Um, so, you know, the movie was, you know, good. It was well acted. Um, I think I, I also appreciated the, 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 the footage of Eyes on the Prize at the beginning and the end of the movie. Um, so William O'Neill, at the beginning of the movie, you saw him um, speaking about the Black Panther Party. And at the end, you saw him speaking about the uh, Black Panther Party. Um, and he mentioned something to the effect that somebody, so the, the interviewer asked him um, a question. He said, uh, what do you want your children to think of your legacy, right? And he said something to the effect of that I was uh, committed to, you know, the party and I, I, I tried to do as much as I can to like what is right. So that contrast of him like feeling like he was still part of the party but was clearly an FBI informant was very very strange and mm. I think he was you know very very regretful and the day after the that documentary aired about 20 years ago or yeah about 20 years ago he committed suicide so, and the FBI agent yes Woo. yes see that's this that's the problem that I <clears throat> go ahead finish so yeah that's Judas, right? So watch the movie. Um, you'll learn something. 
um, it would take some 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 nuggets away. But yeah, that's my that's my synopsis. Out of five stars, what would you rate that? Mm. Uh, These ratings are tough, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a three. <laughs> three stars. A three point seven. Three point seven. Okay. Oh, hey, no point. We can round no it up point. to four. Yeah, ain't no points. It's four, right? Round it up to four. I'll give it a 3.7. Oh, my God. That's a 3.7, but we can round it up to four. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people in law enforcement face that dilemma of being close to, you know, a culture that they identify with and having a moral responsibility to the FBI or the police department or... Whatever the case may be, that's why oh. I, I couldn't personally be a police officer oh. or an FBI agent because I, for one, am going to automatically make sure that I'm for my community and my people, which would not make me a good cop or FBI agent. So um, I can see why he killed himself after the documentary. Because, I mean, who can battle with that? That's something that's, that's a hard battle to um, fight within, if you ask me. It's like... Um... Yeah, that's tough. And I feel like most people are dealing with that today. What do you mean? That that internal struggle with like Black Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter or I'm just I'm just saying, man. I'm uh, all lives matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So you know, I, I got to stay on one goddamn side. <laughs> I've already chosen my side. Don't so. cross that line. Yeah, <laughs> once you blur the lines, it starts to become an internal struggle, which most, I mean, a lot of people can't handle. So that's just my take. No, appreciate that. All right, guys, the next thing that we're going to talk about is a major story that happened over the weekend. Donald Trump was acquitted on his second impeachment. The unstoppable. Um, yeah, he's pretty much unstoppable <laughs> when it comes to the Republican Party. I don't know what type of ties he has. I don't know whose pockets he fed, whatever the case may be. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but he was acquitted for a second time, which means that he does have the ability to run again um, in the future. And I do believe that that is his goal. Uh, the reason why he was in peace was for the insurrection attempt that happened at the Capitol. And the Democrats made a very strong defense or argument. Prosecution. Prosecution. Thank you, Jamal. They made a very, very fucking great point. Um, I don't know who in their right mind would not vote um, to prosecute Donald Trump, but at the end of the day, the cards was in his favor um, this weekend, and that's what we're dealing with here in 2021. Listen, so. man, you can't keep a rich white man down. All Shit, right, that's <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, that's different. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> trying to take other white rich white men down yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, we can go are we having this conversation (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah listen i I remember i didn't pay much attention to it because i kind of knew the first like the outcome after the first day where like trump's trump's uh defendant lawyer was like uh, we had to make a game plan after the video or some shit. It was like, it was well done. And I, and I was like, so he lost the first day, but then nothing else happened. 
Um, Yanakio, I guess I, I'm a little torn because one, uh, I believe it was Adam and Jamal, you guys were talking about, you know, past president shouldn't get touched, right? But a side of me is like, what the fuck? We have niggas on tape right now breaking in. We got officers that was killed with the American flag on the property. They were looking. People would have got killed if people was captured. And this nigga got to walk away free. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, America is a fucking wild place. Politics is fucking crooked as fuck. I, I mean, I don't really have much to say. This nigga should have got something. He's going to run again. Please believe it. I don't know. I don't think he's going to run again. He's going to Either he's going to run or I don't think any of his sons are old enough to run. But one of them fuckers is going to run. One, someone with the Trump name is running because they have the fucking following behind them. Uh, but I don't know. One of you guys to go. That shit's stupid. This nigga should be in jail or something, but... <laughs> go ahead, Mayor. So the one thing that you mentioned, Sean, was politics. We have to remember that this shit's all politics. Man. All politics. It's smoke and mirrors. It's fucking green screen and all the other shit in between. Um, I don't think that the Democrats ever went at this to, to prosecute Donald Trump. Like, yeah, if they was able to change some Republicans' minds, um, then that would have been the goal. But we have to remember playing the game of politics. Everything in life is a game. So when you think of it like that, this game is called politics. Trump was never going to get prosecuted. But what the Democrats were trying to do was create an environment wherein America, as well as other senators and House members, knew the whole story and what actually went down facts by facts to wherein they can make a better decision moving forward. But I don't ever think that this was like oh, we know for a fact that we're going to prosecute Donald Trump. Like, that Listen, you can't just show literal, accurate video of his speech telling them exactly what to do, and then an hour later, these niggas show up and actually do what the nigga tell them to do, and they're like, nah, that, that didn't mean nothing. I don't, I, I don't get it. There's like a misconnect, because like, here's example A, here's example B, you fucking told them go down there by, with violence and do what the fuck you have to do. They go and do that because of what you said, and then you're still free. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you they voted to hear the case, but they did not vote to prosecute, so they knew that there was substance behind it, or else they would have said he had no jurisdiction, and that shit would have been done day one. Whoever voted, politics, uh, whoever no voted to not push him forward, that should be released so niggas know not to vote for these motherfuckers in the future and wherever they're fucking running. It's ridiculous. Wait, like, like Amir said, um, with this, with an impeachment, it's not a full court case. It's and it's not all politics, right? It has some kind of uh, judicial backing, but it, at the end of the day, it's still politics. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting things that came out of it was even though he got acquitted, they got seven Republicans to to jump on their side to convict him, which I think makes it the most bipartisan um, uh, impeachment vote ever I think so it really highlights that there's an issue in the party where it's like Republicans want their party back and 
even even the little speech McConnell had. McConnell. Yeah, that he had um, at the end of the. He voted not to impeach him, but he. Of course. Gave us. He gave a scorching. Um. Um. Interview, speech. not interview, but speech at the end of uh, his acquittal. Yeah. Saying he said that, Trump cannot be the face of this party. Yeah, and basically saying like he's gonna still get his coming to him, whether that be I mean. So it's up wrong. to the states. Huh? So it's up to the individual states at this point. It's, it's actually up to the uh, Justice Department too, if the Fed wants to do it. Remember, uh, we're thinking of um, of a Trump time period where Trump basically was controlling the Justice Department. The Justice Department and the White House are totally separate. Mm-hmm. So even if you have Biden saying, I don't think you should prosecute past presidents because that's going to have the Constitution and some kind of crazy controversy or whatever. If that guy Mer- Merrick Garland, which everybody I've heard, all the pundits on CNN and CNBC say he's the perfect person at this time and moment to have in that position because he's the one that's gonna really get to the bottom of is it a fed crime and i guess he doesn't care about constitutional like even when they had the um the beginning of the trial you remember that they had um conservative scholars liberal scholars uh, all say that yeah the impeachment of Donald Trump is constitutional. Post-presidency. Yeah. That's so, clear. And, and from my understanding, um, Merrick Garland is a constitutional kind of um, person. So if he decides to go after him, fed crime, then we'll see. And, and Garland, he's the AG now, right? The Attorney yeah. General? Okay, just making yeah. sure. Yeah. Um... So yeah, and then he still has to worry about Georgia. Georgia's building a case on him. Um, New York's case sounds like it, it wrapped up as soon as they figured out, like, oh, this guy's about to lose. Let's wrap everything up. So <clears throat> we have to see. Trump definitely has a hold on the Republican Party. And like Amira said, we everybody kind of knew it was going to be acquitted. Like, everybody's scared shitless that if you cross him, um, you'll lose. You'll lose your spot. And the Republican Party's in a crazy little conundrum, so we'll just have to see. That's wild. But then we also have to remember it's, he doesn't have the Republican Party by the balls. He has the Republican Party's base by the balls. So, party's going to do whatever's in the best interest of the base and if they're scared to lose the base then they're not going to go against Trump because Trump has the base which if it wasn't for that the Republican Party would be dead so why cross the guy who literally is in control of the 7 million people who voted Republican because if because they know you can't win you can't win you can't win federal races like that I mean it, it, it trumps Trump will, will sound like he's a winner but if you look through his four years he lost four three off well he gave the um, judicial but he lost the house he lost the senate and he lost the presidency it's all running on his platform he never once backed down he never once truly apologized unless he had to 
You know what I'm saying? And so I think the Republican Party sees that, like, the way this country is moving, that way that Trump is trying to take it, yeah, it'll get you 70 million, I mean, 70 million votes. But that's not going to put anybody in the White House if you anger the other side just as much. Like, that'll never win again. So it, it might get you a couple of um, local races. It might get you... Um, a, a seat or two in the house, but as far as getting, go. yeah, getting you the, the big stage, no. So I guess it's like a balance because they know that they can't cross him, but they know they still need those. People. They know they they need the vote, so so it's just like what the fuck. So we're not gonna quit on. I mean, we're not gonna prosecute him because if we do, then shit. There goes there goes seven million Americans who's now mad at the Republican Party. They're either gonna not vote or vote against us because they're just that pissed. Um, but then you get to a point where it's just like shit. We can't we can't put this nigga back in office because clearly he's insane and so is his supporters. So I mean it, it's it's a it's a it's a very trying time to be a Republican right now in office. Um, yeah. I, we'll see. We'll see in two years. Democrats too. Because they have four, I mean, Democrats got everything that they need right now. So at this point, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there in the middle, trying to see what both sides got going on. How is the Republican Party going to transform themselves, and how is the Democratic Party going to maintain control? And we'll see what happens. It's a very interesting time in politics. For sure, Philippe. I didn't watch the the trial um, or the hearing. And I saw the acquittal, and I kept it moving. So I really don't have <laughs> any opinion um, that you all haven't, you know, talked about. So you were pretty comprehensive with it. Just <laughs> 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 say loud. So yeah, that's 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 my point. That's my point. And at the end of the day, it is what it is. These are powers beyond our control after a certain point. We voted, and now it's up to them. All right, everybody, and the next thing that we're going to talk about is cryptocurrency. Um, Bitcoin is back in the news again. It seems as if people are making really big moves with Bitcoin, which I would have back in the day, back when it was popping, but hey, it is what it is. Um, and then Do- Dogecoin, or Dogecoin, or D-O-D-G-E coin, <laughs> however you want to say it, um, they are actually making a name for themselves. I might get in on that. Um, Sean? Seems as if you know the news. What's going on with um, this cryptocurrency? It's, it's the rise of, I guess we'll say the legitimacy, the legitimacy of cryptocurrency is kind of taking place uh, now. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, obviously, uh, Bitcoin and uh, Dogecoin has been like the cryptocurrency that everyone is kind of storing into. Uh, but now, over the past week, we have some huge invest, uh, uh, huge investments into Bitcoin. Uh, Elon Musk just put 1.5 billion dollars into it, uh, as well as into Dogecoin over the past couple of weeks, as he's constantly tweeting out about it to the moon. Um, and we're seeing other stores, uh, I believe, like well, Mastercard are allowing uh, their platform to accept uh, Bitcoin payments later in the year. Uh, Tesla is going to allow people to use Bitcoin to buy cars. Uh, didn't uh, Jay-Z do something as well with uh, the guy from yeah, Twitter. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey and Jay-Z pair 
on establishing a Bitcoin development fund. So it seems like now is the time that we're about to see uh, crypto kind of take over, uh, I guess, as a form of currency. And I think that's largely due to what we just saw happen over the past couple of months with the stock market and uh, them kind of stopping uh, the bleeding for hedge funds, right? They're saying, hey, we can't allow all of these billion dollar hedge funds to go under, so we're gonna stop trading, we'll hold trading, whatever they did. Um, and now people are kind of saying, well, if that's what you guys are gonna do, let's go to something where you guys can't really stop that. Uh, which would be Bitcoin, which would be the cryptocurrency because that's unregulated, right? Um, so I think it's now is the time where I think a lot of other companies are going to be jumping on board to kind of push, uh, I won't say just Bitcoin, uh, but other cryptos to the market as, I mean, everybody's making a cryptocurrency these days from, I mean, you got Akon, uh, yeah, Dogecoin just like showed up over the past year and now it's like the hype coin to be into. Uh, so it is really showing that I think the value of the dollar is going down, <laughs> which is not probably a good thing, but other forms is kind of taking over, which is the cryptocurrency. And me personally, I'm not really a big fan of cryptocurrency. Uh, but I am a fan of the blockchain technology behind it, which is a big thing, which is the security, uh, which is the data, which is the stuff where uh, it's fully encrypted and protected and things like that. Uh, I'm not really big on the financial side of it as using it for payment for things as of yet. Uh, but I'm definitely in that and hoping that to get some of the increasing profits that's associated with it right now as it's just going as they're going up, 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 Bitcoin and Dogecoin. Um, so yeah, I mean, as an investor, it's great, but there's obviously an underlying factor somewhere, right? In, in I guess, the financial market or just the value of the dollar. And there's something there. The value of the dollar is obviously gonna be going down due to this, but what do you guys really think of that? Is, is Bitcoin about to take over in some form? Yeah, yeah, uh, Sean, you bring up some good points. I think you talked about the value of the dollar going down. Um, I think there's two points to that. The idea of the, the dollar, um, that value is going down, and then quite literally, the, the value, the, the dollar is being devalued um, with our monetary system and yeah, there's a couple of things that it's causing that. Right, we're in the pandemic right now, um, and a lot of you know the country is hurting, businesses are shutting down. Um, you know, banks at one point in time was you know, scared to kind of lend, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What you want to do? Treasury pumps in more money, um, buys up um, um, uh, loans, creates more liquidity. More liquidity means more money. More money means higher, more inflation. More inflation means you can't buy, uh, you have to use more money to buy um, certain items than uh, in the past. Mm -hmm. And you know, that uh, quite literally devalues your money, right? Um, and for, you know, rich people or anybody, right, who 
wants to kind of preserve the value of the, the, the currency that they that they have or the dollars that they have, seeing this trend, which is going to last for a few years, right? Um, like the Federal Reserve just in the last, I think, year or whatever, said they're going to, you know, keep the market a little hotter than before how they so tracking and federal reserve's job is to track inflation and to promote uh, employment one of the things that they took a pivot to do is in order to promote employment they're going to um, um, go past the inflation the past inflation limits that they typically have held over the, the last few decades or so mm-hmm. um, and so that means the, the dollar is going to continue to be devalued. So you have other alternatives um, like cryptocurrency that you know do a better job of preserving uh, the, 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 the money that's put into it, right? And that's all it is, right? And so now the crypto, whatever cryptocurrency, mainly Bitcoin is is looking like a really really good uh alternative to story of value um and so you know that's that's what it is i think by myself i wasn't looking at cryptocurrency for the last decade because it was funny it was just like it's a currency but it also looks like stock and Mm -hmm. like how do you just take take measure of it but um I, i now see that like if a million people is all, all, all is all like um, taking hold of taking hold of an idea and believing in an idea, then you should watch it, right? And it, there's something to that, right? So yeah, a little bit of my money is gonna go to Bitcoin, and you know, it's gonna do its thing. And it's just, even though I, I may not like it as an idea, yeah. Everybody, for this particular point, if somebody else is doing, if enough people were doing it, then you gotta do it too. So, yeah, that's my, that's my. Point. What do you think about Jamal? I have no idea about this. All <laughs> <laughs> that block currency, chain currency, I don't get it. How's it unregulated? Why is there even a value to it? And how come the value is so high? Yeah, Bitcoin now, when I last checked, was at like 48,000. It went up like... Because you can't make more Bitcoin. of it. You can't make yeah, more Yeah, there's of like a, a set amount. And once that's it, that's it for Bitcoin. Like, that's how... Like, that's why they're talking about miners, because people got to find it and mine yeah. it. That gives it the value. So... It's weird, and to Khalif's point, that's why, like, at first, I never, like, Khalif, like, I maybe just started getting involved with it within the last six months. <laughs> like, I remember when it was down at, like, 4,000, and people was like, oh, it's gonna go to 10. I'm like, you're stupid. You're wasting your money. And it got to 10, and then it got to 20. And then I was like, oh, what's happening here? And then it got to 30. And then it's been going up even when the stock market went down. And I was like, as an investor, so who, who does invest in stocks, you're like, I can't miss out on this potential growth, right? It's money. It's, 
his money. And, and like, uh, I know Amir asked a question earlier, do you have to put the whole $48,000 for one? You don't. And that's, I think that's what makes it so easy to kind of get involved with it. Cause with a stock, uh, some, some apps allow you to buy like a percentage of it, right? Instead of buying the whole share, you can say, get me whatever $200 of this Amazon stock could be. And you get that percentage. And they kind of built off of that where they're like, you don't really need to have a shit ton of money to get involved in cryptocurrency. Put $25 in every check is kind of like, it's kind of like a good like way to even think about it. Just like throw it in there and it's gonna, it's gonna grow. Uh, after, you know, $100 goes a long way when, you know, Dogecoin is under a dollar. It's like 68 cents right now under, it's not even a cent. It's cause what, what is it? It's 0.068, that's under a cent. So, <laughs> so if you get it now and it gets to a dollar, that's a nice little come up. So that's why a lot of people are saying, uh, get in with the uh, Doge now, Dogecoin now, to the moon, because if enough people get involved with it, then yeah, you can make some money, but it's like any other stock. If you miss the hype and then you wait too long, then you're gonna lose most, I won't say you lose all your money, but you, you won't get as much as you're supposed to get. So. Yeah. Uh, to Khalid's point, it's kind of hard to read because it reads like a stock, <laughs> but it's it's not. So it's it's, it's a weird thing, but it's, it, I guess it's good to see an alternative to the establishment, establishment right? You don't have to put your money uh, in the bank. You, you, you can get some of these apps are 100% encrypted where you, you know, uh, I think it's called like Coinbase or something like that, which is like... Uh, the main crypto place where you get your Ethereum, you get your Bitcoin, you get your Dogecoin. It's all like secured behind an encrypted like lock key. And if like I think there was actually an example where some guy forgot his Coinbase password like like a month ago. He had like millions of dollars in there. And there's like a rule if you if you don't know your password, you get three attempts or some shit like that. And he used two of his attempts. And if you don't get on your third time, they basically delete your account and all that money is just gone. So he was like, I think the guy said, he was like, I'm just gonna leave it in there until I can remember the password. He's not gonna try to. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't wanna be in that case, but. You see, that's kind of fucked up because they don't have no two-factor authentication or no, hey, can you verify the last six employers that I had? Shit, like, that's no that's what encryption's for. Encryption is the security you need. If you're wrong, they're not going to open it up if you randomly get an email. It's not hard to get someone's email information if you really try. You just need to get their email, go to someone's website, forgot password. If you know their, then you get into everything. Most people only got a couple of passwords. <laughs> you know what? You probably get into about five different sites. So I don't even know my email password. Well, someone does. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some sports then. That's a horrible transition. Who watched the Uzman fight? I didn't watch it. Ah, uh, I'm saying he, he's, he's a champ again. That guy's a problem, man. Again? He, I thought he was always a champ. I mean, he 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 defended his title. 
It was. This is like his fourth title defense. No, third, fourth, third. Can't remember. I don't know. I, I need to get. I'm not. I need to get more into US. I don't be knowing like all the fighters, and it seems like there's a fight every freaking weekend. There is. And it's just hard there to is. kind of keep up with. It's like what? <laughs> and it's hard as how it's hard as how to get into UFC. So every fighter is pretty much good. Every fighter is good, and there's not a lot of easy fights, and and. It's hard to call fights because everybody, like, if you're at the UFC level, if you're in the UFC, then you're the cream of the crop of your little area, right? But, and, like, everybody else can beat you. Like, in the welterweight division, one through, that's why it makes it so amazing that he's defended three times now successfully. And this guy it, trades at his gym and is his training partner at that. Yeah, was his trainer? Was his trainer? Yeah. Is it uh, John Jones supposed to be coming back? I don't know. I think so. I think I've seen something saying that he was returning. Yeah, I think he's trying to fight heavyweight or light heavyweight. He's he's at he's at heavyweight. He's at he just went up and he gave up his light heavyweight title. Um. Yeah, that's what makes him. Like the dope, like yeah. So two days ago, uh, Dana White says John Jones will fight the winner of the Stipe Miyake Francis fight. Yeah, that scares me. Like Francis Gano and Stipe are like heavyweights, true heavyweights. But Stipe already Stipe already beat Francis though. I know, but I don't know. I'm not gonna bet against. Francis, like no, I, ain't got, I got finished. I got finished listening to, so I only, I only listen to the MMA, MMA Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, Francis, maybe <laughs> you guys took that to heart when, yeah. when, he, when you guys were talking about his, his white privilege show. Y'all don't watch that shit at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm easing back into it. I didn't want to listen to him talk about like. George Floyd and all that other stuff. Okay. Yeah. And I don't want him to talk about the pandemic either. He's he's too he's too wild with his fucking. I we get it, man. You're healthy. (laughs) Fuck you. You're healthy. You're able to pick up and move to a whole other state, a blink of an eye. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. Like, all right. Right. So he shows his privilege there and his wealth there. But um, man, in Ghana. Like his story, yeah, his story is, is crazy. That uh, Cam- what he's from Cameroon, right? He used to work in the, in the 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 mines of Cameroon. Just yeah, sand mines. Like, what do you do working in a sand mine? Do you mine? How do you mine sand? Do you not, don't you don't you, don't you make glass out of sand? You make everything out of sand. Yeah. Ugh, sand is so dangerous. Yeah, I can see that. I can see him working in the sand mine. Either way, he was ten mining sand. Mining sand. Wait, were there minerals in the sand? Because there's sand on the surface of the fucking earth. Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. He was. That was his job. I don't. Um, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna. He's a beast. He, like, it, like all he has to do is touch you. That's what made Stipe, Stipe's first fight freaking amazing. Cause like, the nigga could just knock you out. Like. And Stipe took every punch, took him to the ground, and wrestled the shit out of him. So but I'm that- scared because 
Like, he probably fought Stipe really early in his career. It, like, it wasn't that early. This point. You know what it was? It was right before that DC fight where DC knocked him out. How, how long ago was that? Uh, the first one. So they fought. Remember, him and DC fought three times. Right. So that was back, what, in 2018, maybe? 2019? I would say 2016, maybe. 2016, 2017? Right. So, hear me out. Francis and Ngannou started MMA in 2014. Yeah. He got to UFC in 2016. Yeah. He didn't know anything about MMA before 2014. Yeah. But he was starting. He was he was undefeated before he fought Steve. All he knew how to do was knock somebody out. The same way as De- um, Deontay Wilder. He has he has five year five years to actually learn MMA. Mm-hmm. Five years to learn MMA. Yeah. So if he gets back down on a on a on a on a mat, he can probably wrestle and get back up. He's who's gonna wrestle? He's gonna wrestle Steve. I'm saying, like, he will be a little better than what he was oh, five he'll be years ago. He'll just be better. Just learning MMA. He'll be better, but he's no speed pay at wrestling. Like, I want to see. I want to see. All right, they, they, they got me hooked. I'm gonna watch. It. When is that fight? That's the next. That's the next big one. That might be next month. Okay. Yeah. Who I do know, you think? So. Out of, out of those two, who are you more concern, concerned for for John Jones if he's going to get the winner of that? It doesn't matter who he fights. John Jones will beat them both. <laughs> All right. Both. So. <laughs> Same. You've never seen him. He's a sick Like, he's a sick nigga. You see, he does crap. I mean, he does coke. He does coke before his fights. And still beat the guy up. Like one time, um, one time he was fighting DC. DC was like, "You're a cokehead," and he was like, "And I still beat your ass." And I was high on coke last night. Damn, he's a sick man, and he's so sick. Like whatever you're known for doing, whatever is like, if you're a wrestler, then he'll want to wrestle you. He wants to beat you on your best shit. He want to beat you at your best shit. I respect it. I like that. So. So I don't think anybody can beat him, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll Take see. us we'll out see. of here, Amir. In fact, sand mining is for um, things like cell phones, um, relocating sand from one place to another place. Like in Texas, when the hurricanes came, they needed sand. So people that work in sand mines would basically put sand in boxes to deliver to first world countries. Interesting. Um, yeah. All right. Well, it's used for concrete, roads, glass, and electronics. But that's just a fun fact. Um, and yes, thank you guys for joining us. This is Black Entourage Podcast once again. If you, well, please, please follow us on Spotify as well as iTunes. We out here. Uh, we out here hustling. And once again, please like, comment, and subscribe. This is the type of content that you would like to watch. Peace. Peace. All right, family.